Welcome to the Unveiling Grace podcast, a place to experience a grace that heals. Allow this grace to take your life and your relationships to another level as it frees you from the weight of performance-based religion. Enjoy another episode as Joel Groh and Lynn Wilder share encouraging stories and candid dialogue that can help you experience a grace that heals. Welcome to another episode of the Unveiling Grace Podcast. I'm Lynn Wilder. And I'm Joel Grote. And once again, Lynn and I have guests. We have Jason and Amber, and we're in part two of their story. And as always, we're going to tell you, if you're jumping in here, you're going to want to just go back one episode and listen to part one of Jason and Amber's story, because there's some amazing stuff. Both of them, uh, lifelong LDS, committed to the church, married in the temple, When we ended our last episode, they had a daughter that was ready to go on a mission, which would normally be a very joyous thing. And it was for Amber, but Jason had already encountered some stuff for a while. He'd been putting some things on the shelf. He ran into the book of Abraham issue, polygamy, the CES letter. And unfortunately, when he presented all that to his family, it didn't go super well. So listen in to episode one for that. So where we left off was Amber was kind of looking at this possible last ditch effort to rescue her husband from the error of his ways and how he'd been deceived uh, into not believing in the LDS faith anymore. And so they call on a friend of the family relative who's a LDS church historian, and he and Jason have a two hour phone call, right, Jason? You said last about two hours. Yeah. And at the end of that phone call, Jason only feels more validated because all these things the historian acknowledged were true. And and he didn't really have answers for them. Right. In the meantime, Amber, I want to come back to you. Well, I want to come back to both of you because so this was supposed to kind of solve, hopefully solve everything, rescue Jason bring him back. It doesn't. Your daughter has rejected all the stuff that Jason has been presenting to her. She's going to go on an LDS mission. So what's going on with the family dynamic right after this phone call? Well, um, it was hard. It it was very difficult. (laughs) I can imagine. (laughs) And I remember, so it was uh, Father's Day uh, in June of 2000. 15. This was about that same time, right? Yeah. Yeah. Father's Day of June of 2015 was the first time I was still trying to figure out at this point, is there a God? And um, if there is, where do I find him? And so I, uh, I took a leap of faith and stepped foot into a Christian church for the first time in my life. That was bold. Wow. By myself on Father's Day. Wow. wow. While, while my family was attending the LDS ward. Ouch. Um, Amber, <laughs> how are you? I'm sorry. That had to be. She I didn't even know I was I going. Know he was going. Um, wow. So I didn't know he was going to go out there. I'm not even sure he consciously knew that he was going to actually okay. go out there. This is a little Christian church that we have some friends that had attended the the only Christian friends that we 
that were active Christians that we knew. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. So that was a place for him to know that he could go. And I wasn't aware. So, so he had, he, had he not been going to the LDS church? No, uh-uh. no, he had not gone. I don't know, for months at this point. Okay. Yeah, probably wow. six months. Right, right after months. I ordained my, my son a deacon, that was it. I was, I was done. Yeah. So Jason, April. tell us about your experience, your first experience in a Christian church. So I, I sat out in the parking lot for a little bit, really nervous. <laughs> I've never been so nervous in my life. And I don't know why. And I didn't tell my friends that are Christian that I was going. Um, and they didn't see me there either. But uh, I uh, finally got up the courage. I walked in the door. The worship team was already singing. And I, I kind of found a place in the back. And that music touched me in such a way that I stood back there and I just cried. Wow. And, um, and I thought, okay. And then I listened to the message. It was all about Jesus. Uh-huh. So different than what I was used to. And um, I came and I, you know, and I, I ended up talking to the pastor a little bit afterwards. And he invited me to go to lunch during that week which I, I never, I never did take it up, never took him up on it, which I wish I, sh- I would have uh, done that, but. Yeah, but that's a pretty big step for where you are in the transition process yeah. to meet one-on-one with a pastor. Yeah. So, yeah. Yep. Had you, had you worn a white shirt and tie into the church? I did not. I wore a t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Well, you knew, you knew that was okay, right? Yeah. Yeah. I, um, seen a, a couple of youtube videos and um uh, on uh what people would wear to church and um more casual wow so, you were bold yeah and when well, i didn't want to look out of place <laughs> <laughs> so, um yeah but it was such it was such a good experience and I, I didn't go back for a while again i i came home and 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 life at home for that first year wasn't easy um, with, yeah. with, with Aww. Amber and I, with the kids, yeah. with Shannon leaving on her mission. And, uh, you know, so I was still, I was still trying to figure out who God was. I still yeah. didn't know. And yeah. I didn't know how to find him because I, I always thought, you know, if the LDS church is false, then everything is false. Right. Because I mean, that is the core message of, of the LDS faith that's foundational to yeah. their existence. Uh, so even though I found comfort that day attending that uh, Christian church, um, I still struggled. And so um, should I jump to Glenn? Or did you want to say something? Well, before you jump to Glenn, I, Amber, did he ever tell you he <clears throat> went to a Christian church? Did he ever let you know he visited? He came home and told me that he went. Um, didn't have a whole lot to say about it other than it was different. And, and he liked it. He didn't say it was terrible. Um, it was just different. And, okay. and he liked it. And I was like, okay. I had no, I've never been to a different church ever. I, I had no idea what that looked like other than, you know, TV. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that, that's not a good place to go. For right? so, right? I, had, I had no point of reference for what he had just done. None. And so, um, that kind of sat on the shelf for a while. 
we we went through the summer we were getting her ready to go there was some very difficult days and conversations um so can you tell us kind of the nature of the conversations because a lot of times people want to know how do i navigate this because your situation is so common where one one of the spouses has seen it they know and the other spouse is like wanting nothing to do with it so what what was kind of the dynamic of the conversations you know what was what would have been done better what what was kind of happening okay this this is what i'll i'll tell you um i'm a stubborn person a lot of people are but it took getting to an absolute breaking point where i was so desperate to get my husband back and to get back into the relationship that we had had for all of those other 19 years at this point um, that I just kept praying, what am I, how do I do this? What do I do? What do I do? What do I do? There's so much anger in him. And it's not necessarily directed like at me or at the kids, but it's just there, you know, simmering and um, just trying to get Shannon ready to go without upsetting the fine balance of our life, you know? (laughs) God knew I needed that. He he knew that I had to get to an absolute breaking point to where I was just praying, what am I going to do? How, how do we navigate this? How do we navigate this? So Okay, stop for a minute. That's an interesting prayer because that's a very LDS prayer, right? What am I going to do? I have to control this situation. I have to make this better. There ought to be something I can do, right? Right. Rather than saying, Lord, (laughs) you've apparently done this and it's in your hands and I surrender and follow, you know, very different prayer when LDS, right? As LDS, you think I thought as a Mormon mom, everything was my fault and I had to control everything, right? Yes, you do. You have to control control it to a point. Um, It got to the point where I was like, okay, Lord, Father, what do you want me to do? What is the best? How do we navigate this? And it just kept coming back to me that I had to walk away. And that, that was so firmly on my heart that I had to walk away from the church. And and my brain kept coming back. Well, just for a little bit, just just for a little while, just so we can calm things down. Uh, Give it some distance. Give it some distance. We'll, We'll quit participating and being so, you know, upsetting to Jason and in his face with it, so to speak. Not in his face, but, but we were doing things and, and he didn't agree, you know, um, callings, youth, whatever. Now at this point, have you, has any of the stuff that he shared with you? Have you like gone into it deeper? Do you have anything on your shelf at this point? I didn't think I did, but guess what? It was there. (laughs) (laughs) So you're just, but you're willing, you're willing to walk away just for the sake of the relationship. Yes. Just. Just until, just until Shannon left in January on her mission. And I was like, okay, she's gone. I'm just going to walk away for a little bit. We won't go to church. We won't be active. That's fine. We can do that. Um, 
so that was about maybe February-ish that I, that I was like, okay, that's the new plan. Um, but I didn't want to be godless. And I told him, that. <laughs> so I do not want to raise our children godless. You need to figure out something else for us to do. So I don't know how you got a hold of Ron. Well, it first started with Glenn. Okay, so it first started with Glenn. So go back. Well, we should go to Glenn at this point because that's where my story changes. Okay. okay. <laughs> so, well, I'm not tell you, but uh, I'm sorry. That was rude. Edit <laughs> 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 all that out. <laughs> um, as, uh, my supervisor at work, his name is Glenn. He no longer works there anymore, but he did at the time. Super active in the LDS church. I knew this the whole time I worked with him. And I was standing in the hallway one day and I overheard him in his office talking about some things that caught my attention about the LDS church. And so then I went in his office and I said, I said, Glenn, are you struggling with the church? And he shut the door and he says, yeah. And he was, uh, um, been reading the Bible. Oh, and so man. his, his, his approach, well, the, the things that were get, ending up on his shelf were the contradictions found in the Bible. Yeah. That's, that was my journey. Yeah. Yeah. And so, um, he and I, and I, I, I'm a sales rep. And so he, uh, for the next two, three months, he did route rides with me every day. And we'd oh, pray wow. and he would share things from, from scripture. And he had a book um, called A Mormon's Unexpected Journey that he, that he had on his desk, yeah. which I didn't take his copy, but I bought one by Carmen Naylor. You guys heard Yes, of? yeah. So I bought the two volume set of those books and, and dissected those, highlighted them, read those. We read Unveiling Grace. Um, those, those were all very helpful. <clears throat> and then there was another uh, pamphlet I read that why we can trust the Bible. Cause I had to learn to trust the Bible. Yeah. Yeah. And so that was the beginning of, um, well, God had been working in my life long before that, but in, what I could visually like see was happening in my life was, was that, that was a pivotal moment with of change. Um, God was changing my heart. I was uh, softening my approach. The anger was, was diminishing wow. and um, God was doing a work in me, which uh, I'm so thankful for Glenn and him being there at the right time with with the right answers and putting me in contact with the right people. Um, and he's, he, not long after that, he moved on to something else, oh. but he and I still talk every week. Okay. So, so Amber, are you noticing the change in Jason? Are you seeing less anger? Are you? So um, he is less angry. Um, I, was more open to conversations, even though I still had my own opinions about what he was telling me. And I would argue back, well, no, you know, argue, argue, argue. Um, it was getting better. It was definitely getting better. And there is a little church just a few blocks from our house. And the pastor there had a person coming in 
I don't know, every couple of months or whatever, to just talk about their transition to Christianity. Now, it was not always an out of Mormon Christianity or as much as it was just, you know, somebody coming into to Christ. Sure. Yep. Mm-hmm. This particular night, this girl was there, this young mom. Her name was Ashley. And we went to listen to her because she was a former Mormon turned Christian. And I was like, okay, okay, well, I want to have God in our life. So we'll go listen to how this, this other person has done that or, or why. And so we went and listened to her and she had great story to tell, but she had two statements that were mind blowing to me. One in particular statement that we walked out of there and I was like, oh my gosh, what did she just talk about? So amongst Jason's conversations and mine were about the temple and the things that go on there. And so Ashley said, um, how did she put it? We do what Satan tells us to. The only direct instruction in the temple comes from the devil. So (laughs) he says, the devil says, quick, cover yourselves. Here Uh comes. And what do we do? We quickly cover ourselves. The devil told you to do it, not Jesus. Uh So I had to think on that one. It didn't take me too long to go, oh my gosh. Because I had just been through the temple with him. Like we had just done that. Okay. Two, Uh three months prior to this. Uh And I was just mind blown by the statement about the temple so okay that was my beginning to walk out yeah so which of you come to personal faith first because it sounds like at this point you're both there looking but in terms of faith in christ getting to a point where jesus is enough you don't need anything extra who who encounters jesus first and how does that happen you know, I don't know. Probably you were first, though. With yeah, with, it was probably me. Okay. Yeah, on those long rides with Glenn. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So he's presenting you the gospel from the Bible and yeah. putting that in contradistinction to the LDS gospel of all these works and all the stuff you have to do. Yeah. Grace, understanding grace was 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 a big one for me, and it was so uh, liberating if that makes sense. Um, oh, absolutely. Yeah. And, and just that any, any works that I do, you know, are I like fil- filthy rags. I can't add to what Jesus has done for me. And wow. so all those, all those temple works I was doing was like saying what he did wasn't enough. Let me, let me add more to that. And, wow. and so um, grace, man, understanding grace it was it was amazing and so um i think understanding that and then i praying to to you know have all my put my all my faith and trust in jesus and him alone i believe that's when i was saved yeah yeah all the sin all the unworthiness all the shame yeah goes he, on he takes, and he takes me as i am and and I'd cool. beat myself up for 
you know, most of my life, I was 43 years old. Um, and, uh, I always felt guilty because I wasn't, I wasn't doing enough and realizing that it has nothing to do with that was, was, was a very freeing experience. Wow. So cool. So did he tell you he was all in at some point? Hmm. Yes, but down the road. Okay. Down, down the road a little bit. Um, after we left that little Bible church, I went home and read Carmen Ayler's book. Okay. And then I went out and got a study Bible and okay. I started reading it. And this poor Bible has been through a lot. <laughs> I love I'm trying it. trying to grab it. Mr. Hare. Let's see it. Oh, yes, the life oh. application. Excellent. Yeah. This is my bookmark. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that great? That's Love fantastic. It. So, Karma's book and seeing how stalwart she was as a Mormon. She was the stalwart Mormon mom, right? Yeah. Um, it was okay that, that me as a stalwart Mormon mom could look other places. And, and that Jesus loves me. It doesn't matter what I did, what I'm doing, or if I get my visiting teaching done or not. <laughs> you know, one, he loves one, me. One thing I want to add about this Bible, um, one of my favorite parts of the day is when Amber will call me in the morning while I'm at work to read what she's been reading. Oh, oh cool. My first half. So we always recommend, right, that folks leaving Mormonism get a study Bible or a student Bible because it, it, it explains everything about the culture and answers a lot of questions that you have, right? My first study Bible was paperback and it fell into pieces. <laughs> and several years after that, a good friend of mine had it bound in leather. And oh, I nice. and bald oh, and bald. Wow. And since then, I've been through several Bibles because you're just so hungry and you're eating it up, right? Yeah. <laughs> you just are, are so want to know. Um, so how has it been different now being in Christ? How is your life different? What, what kind of positive things could you say to people who are investigating the thoughts of, of traditional Christianity? I think for us, we have more, more peace in our home, more peace in our life. Um, I don't feel uh, as, you know, I mean, we get, I get nervous about things, but um, I'm not as scared about the future as I used to be. You know, I, I just, cool. it's peace. I don't know about Amber. Well, I would say that too. Um, God will take care of me. Whether I think it's going to work or not, he's got it. And I just need to keep going and he will help me figure it out. So, yeah, isn't it nice not to have to control all of that? that to yes. literally to allow the Holy Spirit living in you to bring you learning, to teach you things, to bring you people to talk to, to bring your life, right? So thinking of people to talk to, um, I... How do you explain this? So I have a little man in my daycare. I, I run a daycare from home, or I was, okay. okay? So I was running a daycare from my home. 
And this little guy has some pretty severe special needs. And he had a couple of therapists coming to work with him once a week. They would It would be every other week. Both of those ladies are Christian. And um, they would talk to me while they were doing occupational therapy and physical therapy with this little boy in my house. And there was a huge connection there. And wow. I just loved them both. They, they don't even know what they've done, you know? So I was going to close my daycare in May of 2020. Yeah, the year went by really quick, right? Yeah. So in May of 2020, so in January, we had started processing this. Well, maybe I'm gonna close this daycare and we're gonna go get a job. And um, then COVID hit and I was like, well, never mind. I'm not going to go get a job <laughs> because there are no jobs. So I stayed open for another year and I did close in May of 2021 and everything has worked yeah. out really yeah. well. Um, I had that whole other year with those two therapists to help me understand a few things and answer a few questions when they were here. <laughs> yeah. So, you guys are wonderful. Um, I'm so grateful to have you in the body. Thank you for sharing your story with us. Oh, yeah. Um, thank you for coming to Christ and being right there in Utah and having the courage to be bold. Um, I pray that the Holy Spirit is just rocking through the world there in Utah because of many faithful people like you who are willing to stay in Utah. May God bless you. Oh, well, thank you. Thank you. Grace yep. and peace, everyone. Until next time. Bye, so y'all. Thanks so much for listening to the Unveiling Grace podcast. You can find show notes and leave us your comments and questions at unveilinggracepodcast.com. We have an exciting announcement. Michael Wilder's new book, Passport to Heaven is out, and for a donation of $20 or more to the podcast, we'll send it to you. It's the true story of a zealous Mormon missionary who discovers the Jesus he never knew. Just go to unveilinggracepodcast.com and click on the Micah's Book button to get yours. We appreciate your support of the Unveiling Grace podcast, where you can experience a grace that heals.